welcome everybody to the Believe in the Colorado Buffaloes podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brian Howell, the CU Buffs beat writer for the Boulder Daily Camera and BuffZone.com. In this episode, we're going to look back at an ugly opener for the Buffaloes and preview Saturday's matchup at Air Force. And oh boy, last week was ugly, wasn't it? Uh, CU went into last week as a 13 and a half point underdog at home against TCU. And I sat here saying odds makers were way off and that they were disrespecting CU too much. And in fact, I picked a 30 to 27 buffs victory. And uh, yeah, I was wrong. Uh, CU, uh, you know, got you know blown out 38-13 against TCU. Was not pretty. Um, I never like to read too much into one game, uh, but the buffs I saw on Friday night were every bit as bad as a lot of people projected before the season. And frankly. If they don't change things in a hurry, this really might be a team that struggles to win more than a game or two. So, you know, we'll get more into that as we go through here. But before we get in more into the game against Air Force, uh, this podcast is sponsored by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B L E A V 50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Okay, so last Friday, it was a solid first half. I'm going to give CU that. But to lose 38-13 at home is brutal, especially in a game that was very winnable uh, up until about the fourth quarter. CU trailed 7-6 to six at halftime, and the only points from TCU came on a punt return. With the exception of failing to get into the end zone, I was actually pretty impressed with how the Buffs played in the first half. Uh, I thought... Offensive coordinator Mike Sanford had a nice game plan of controlling the clock and keeping TCU's offense off the field. It worked very well with CU having the ball for 22 of the 30 minutes in the first half. And defensively, the Buffs only gave up 67 yards before intermission. You know, obviously the only touchdown, again, came on that punt return for TCU. Second half, not so impressive. You know, TCU went on a 31-0 run, ran for 261 yards in the last two quarters, and you know, really just blew the buffs away. And even worse for CU is fans were bailing out by the end of the third quarter when it was only 17-6. And two CU captains said players were hanging their heads even while it was still a winnable game. This turned into an ugly game for CU, but it didn't have to be. I mean, there were missed opportunities all over the place for this team. You know, for example, they had a poorly designed or executed, either way, uh, fourth and one play on the TCU 15 that ended the first possession without any points. On the second possession, they had a second and five from the TCU 12, and Brendan Lewis had two receivers wide open in front of him. He made a poor throw, which was tipped and failed complete. CU settled for a field goal. So, you know, that's twice. The first two drives are inside the red zone, and they come away with three points total. Then on the third possession, CU had, or Lewis had two badly thrown balls, one that bounced in front of a wide-open Alex Fontenot. The bus punted, and TCU took it to the house for a 7-3 lead. So now, instead of uh, you know being up you know 14-0 or 
you know, 17 nothing, something like that. You're down 7-3. Uh, CU scored a field goal on its fourth possession, and uh, that's how you get 7-6 in the first half. And, you know, bottom line, you know, with a little bit better execution, CU's up 17 nothing or more midway through the second quarter, and obviously it's a completely different game at that point. And that, of course, did not happen. But that's how frustrating this team can be at times. Uh, there are moments that make you think this team isn't that far off. But when those moments happen over and over and over again, maybe they are just that far off. And, you know, good teams don't make those mistakes all the time like the Buffs do. And Or if they do, they can make up for them. And, and CU makes those mistakes and then can't make up for it. And that's the issue. That's the difference between good teams and bad teams. And CU has been a bad team, let's be honest. I mean, they're they're now 4-9 and nine, uh, since the start of last season. So, uh, clearly, CU clearly has a lot of things to fix. We know that. But, I mean, it has to begin at quarterback. And after a months-long battle, head coach Carl Durrell stuck with the incumbent, Brendan Lewis, and gave him the start, his 13th in a row. And listen, I, I, I hate to criticize these young men too much because they are professionals. And, yeah, I know NIL changes that a little bit. But, Lewis and others at CU aren't raking in the cash. So I hate to bury a guy too much, but, you know, we've got to be honest, too. And, you know, Brendan Lewis has made 13 starts, consecutive starts. That's a large sample size at this point uh, in college football. And the bottom line is he struggles too much for Carl Durrell to justify sticking with him game after game, in my opinion. Lewis was 13 for 18 on Friday night, which isn't bad. Solid completion percentage. But he once again didn't have a turnover, which is a good thing. But he threw for 78 yards and led CU to no touchdowns. This is the sixth time in his 13 starts he's thrown for less than 100 yards. It was the eighth time in 13 starts he didn't throw a touchdown pass. And he hasn't thrown one in any of his last four games. So, so yeah, he struggles. And you know, beyond the numbers, it's plays like I mentioned a few minutes ago. Missing wide-open receivers with poorly thrown balls. He also often doesn't see open receivers. He had Fontenot wide open for a wheel route last week and never saw him. In, a, in the third, down 17-6, Lewis had freshman Chase Soul open across the middle. A solid throw, and Soul picks up 20-plus yards. Instead, Lewis took a sack, and two plays later, the Buffs punted from the TCU 41-yard line, which that's another issue altogether. Uh, Lewis has good qualities, I think. You know, I just don't think he's a starting QB in the Pac-12 right now. And for whatever reason, Carl Durrell thinks he is, or thinks he's the best option CU has. Uh I think it's J.T. Shroud, um, you know, and he was not perfect last week, but he was better than Lewis, in my opinion. But whenever I've seen practices with both quarterbacks, I've always come away more impressed with Shroud, and Friday was no different. Uh, his numbers were decent, 13 for 23, for 157 yards and a touchdown, uh, but he provided a spark, you know, and he makes some, he takes some risks that Lewis doesn't take. He had one ball that was uh, initially ruled an interception, but, you know, the TCU defender clearly uh, came down with his toes out of bounds, uh, but it was close to being an interception. But um, he, Shroud gave CU some life for the passing game, and frankly, you know he was thrown into some bad spots by the staff, and still I thought did a pretty good job. You know his first play ever as a Buff, CU was pinned at its own half yard line. Two plays later, the Buffs were near midfield, so Shroud did his job. And then he didn't come into the game again until the Buffs trailed twenty four six. And he had to pass. And, and those aren't easy spots. Um, you know, Carl Durrell, to me, needs to make the change and start Shroud on Saturday against Air Force. Uh, this fan base is going to turn on him even more than it already has if Lewis starts and plays poorly again. And, uh, you know, I think just try 
something different, you know, show that you're trying something different. And that's what this fan base wants at this point. Uh, they, they would love wins, but they want to see Carl Drill showing that he's trying something different and trying uh, to not use the same guy over and over and over again. And honestly, I think the team wants it too. That's just my gut feeling. I don't know that for a fact, but I believe the team would like to see something different and see some change there. But asked about his plan for this week, uh, Darrell didn't offer up much. We do have a plan we talked about and worked through. Um, we will not discuss that plan today with you guys, but we do have a plan moving forward. Uh, we, we know that both of those guys still need a lot of work. They both had issues in the game, uh, but we do have a plan in place. Thank you for asking. So whatever happens at quarterback is going to be the story this week, you know, you know, even outside of the win or the loss. I mean, the quarterback's going to be the story. Uh, but big picture, CU has to turn things around in a hurry if it wants to have any kind of a decent season. Uh, this is a tough week to try to turn it around, though. Air Force routed Northern Iowa 48-17 last week. And, uh, you know, I know it's an FCS team, uh, but, you know, the Falcons are, are a very good team. You know, they're favored by 18 points this week on Bet Online. And uh, think about that, folks. Colorado is an 18-point underdog to a Mountain West school. And I'm sorry, all you Mountain West fans out there, but you're a group of five conference. And, you know, University of Colorado should not be an 18-point favorite uh, or 18-point underdog against um, anyone from the Mountain West. And, you know, case in point, you know, looking at data back to 1976, uh, this is the largest uh, you know point spread CU's had against them against a non-Power 5 school. Um, prior to this week, CU had played 78 games from 1976 to 2021 against non-Power 5 schools in the bus. Um, they were favored in 70 of those, and six other times they were one-score underdogs. The largest spread before now against a non-Power 5 school was 2012, when the Buffs were a 15-point dog going against Fresno State um, at Fresno. And then they lost that game 69-14, and uh, Buff fans don't need to hear much about that one. That was that was uh, one of the more ugly games uh, in the time that I've been uh, you know covering this program. Um, so bouncing back won't be easy, uh, but Darrell talked about that this week. You know, obviously playing against Air Force this week, they had a very impressive win. Uh, probably weren't really challenged that much, uh, you know, in terms of, you know, uh, you know what the opponent was, was able to do against them. But uh, they, they looked really good, very efficient offensively. Uh, defensively, they kept them at bay. Uh, they did a good job of creating turnovers. Um, so I, I think, uh, you know, it's going to be really important for us to shore up our issues. Uh, and continue to work on some game planning aspects of how to, con- you know, obviously stop a very, uh, I would say, the probably the top rushing offense in the country right now. So, you know, it's going to be a great challenge for us, but I think our guys are excited about it, uh, given uh, what how we played last week. And um, we feel that we're going to get ourselves back on track, you know, with, with a good week of practice and, and hopefully showing that improvement on Saturday. You know, the biggest reason why this is such a tough game for CU is that Air Force offense. And the offense is often referred to as the triple option, and it is, but it's not your traditional triple option that you think of from years past. It's not like, you know, the wishbone and, you know, it's not stuff that, you know, Colorado was doing in the in the 90s when, uh, you know, it won a national title, um, you know, you know with Darian Hagan at quarterback. But, you know, this summer, in fact, you know, Air Force head coach Troy Calhoun said, they don't really run that many snaps in pure triple option. You know, I, in fact, I would call it kind of a hybrid offense. Um, 
because or hybrid option because they actually run a lot of the same you know receiver concepts that uh, that Carl Durrell and Troy Calhoun learned under Mike Shanahan years ago. Uh, but nevertheless, the Falcons are very good at what they do. Uh, you know, the cut blocks are a big deal. Um, Durrell talked about uh, trying to face this offense this week. You know, it's it is gap sound. It is assignment sound. It is you know understanding reading your keys. Uh, an adjustment with what you're seeing and, you know, your visual keys. So, you know, it's going to take a great level of, of, you know, concentration and discipline to stay in that mindset for 60 minutes because that's this team is going to challenge you to do that. The Air Force is really good at in-game adjustments. You know, they, they, they do a tremendous job, probably as good as anybody in the country about what a team does against them and what's the answer to or the solution to it. So um, it's going to be a chess match in terms for what we can provide. We can't line up in the same front every time because they'll, they'll eventually, you know, get to, to some answers for that. So we have to, you know, we have to play the game. You know, we're going to have to show them certain things and, and we're going to have to play, uh, you know, and understand the, the question that this gentleman had about being disciplined and things. So we're, how many things we can do and, and, and how, many guys, how many guys that can digest all that information and go through their, not only their assignment, their read keys, their, you know, all the different things. So you, you have to understand that that's, that's going to be the challenge for us defensively, for sure. I think we can hold up against it, but I think it has to be very regimented about how we, our approach is this week. So the last time CU faced the Falcons was in 2019, and the Buffs lost that game 30-23 to in overtime. Uh, while the result wasn't great for the Buffs, it was actually an entertaining football game. Uh, not that many players from that CU team are still around. Uh, Alex Fontenot, the running back, uh, you know, was on that team uh, and played. Uh, but also, so were the, the Buffs' top three defensive linemen now, uh, Jalen Sami, Naeem Ryman, and Terrence Lang. Um, all three played in that game and actually played quite a bit. And so um, they know what it's like to go against this Air Force offense. And you know, we'll see how much they remember from three years ago. But uh, I did talk to Sami uh, earlier this week uh, about playing against Air Force and dealing with the cut, the cut blocks and that scheme. Um, yeah, uh, it was a different way of style how we played. And their their offensive scheme is very different from ours. So, yeah. Um, just we were looking at film because their offenses hasn't changed. Uh, still the triple option, speed option plays. But um, uh, I definitely look back to three years ago watching the same film and seeing how I played it. Um, it's going to be a completely different how we played this year, uh, yeah. especially with the coaching staff we had. But um, it, yeah, just I don't know. Uh, the vivid memory of just how we were. It was a battle, and then uh, it all ended into that fourth quarter. I think. One big perimeter run. Yeah, that's the only thing I remember. That that's overtime. how we lost. Yes, yeah, that's how we lost. So um, that's just definitely in my head. But uh, they're a good team, and um, we are too. And I just I know that our the uh, plan that we have defensively is uh, built to stop this offense. So we just have to work on everyone being on the same page yeah. and then executing our job to the so best we can. So. The challenge that you hear all the time is those low blocks, right? They're always going mm-hmm. at your legs. Cuts, yeah. You know, how, how difficult is that? And when you're watching film this week, uh, or are you, are you watching the 2019? Adriel said you guys watched that. When you watch oh, yeah, it, yeah. you're like having flashbacks. like, oh, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, there was this one play where I had two guys like cut me both on one side. So I was like, uh, 
I hope they don't do that again, but uh, they might. So, um, but we're playing it differently and um, just ready to attack them on a different level uh, so that we all have fits to stop the QB, to stop the dive, to stop the pitch. So uh, yeah. all focused on their game plan. Um, they're, they're mostly run offense, so yeah. that's, in my opinion, that gives me, you know, a lot of pride because I like to stop the run or I like playing against run defense or run yeah. offenses. But, um, yeah, just just thinking of back to 2019 and um, just how close it was and just the same blocking scheme they'll get. I'm looking forward to this yeah. week. So. So clearly this is going to be a tough challenge for their, this team this week. You know, the Buffs, uh, uh, it's a tough one. Head down there to Air Force. Uh, first time since 1974 that uh, they're going down to the academy. And that, that's another factor as well. Is, uh, you know, I'm sure that the Air Force is looking forward to having the Buffs in their building for the first time in 48 years. You know, the odds literally are against the Buffs to get a win. Um, I try to be optimistic with this team, but uh, I truly can't find a way to be optimistic about a, a victory this week. You know, I, I don't know what Carl Durrell is going to do at quarterback. Um, I, I don't really know what he's thinking in that regard. Uh, but until he proves he's willing to change, I'm going to assume he's going with Brendan Lewis. And I, I just don't trust this offense to have much success with Lewis at the helm right now. And even if they go with JT Shrout, um, I'd feel better about it at this point. But um, I do think there's some confidence issues going on with this team. Uh, enough that with either quarterback, I'm I'm not totally convinced they can win this game. You know, I also think the defense is going to have a rough day trying to stop the Falcons' offense. I, I don't see this being a major blowout, but I do think the Falcons control the game and win 31 to 17, which. I guess it means the Buffs cover, but uh, they need an actual win, not just covering a spread. Uh, you know, I was way off last week, so if you're looking for optimism, Buff fans, uh, maybe that's it. Maybe the Buffs surprise um, all of us and uh, and pull off a win on Saturday at the Air Force Academy. But you know, that's a wrap on this episode. I'm Brian Howell, Buffs beat writer for the Boulder Daily Camera and BuffZone.com. Check out my coverage there as well. Thanks for tuning in to the Believe in the Colorado Buffaloes podcast presented by Bet Online on the Believe Podcast Network.